Welcome to Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast hosted by Ben Tucker and Eric Briggs, two lifelong Panthers fans from North Carolina. Whether you're a diehard fan or a casual observer, this is the Panthers podcast for you. Do us a favor, click on the link tree in our bio and give us a follow on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome in to Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast, episode 23. You can listen to us wherever you prefer to consume your podcasts, and you can watch us on YouTube as well. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, and if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to do all the things, like, subscribe, hit the bell icon so you get notified when we drop new episodes. Eric, um, it's a victory Sunday. I think we should cheers. Oh, got my beer. You've got your shot. Yes, sir. Virtual cheers. I love it. Victory Six shot. Mm. That's good stuff. What are, What's your drink Ooh. of choice tonight? What do you got? That was some vodka. Oh, just, high, just vodka. very high proof water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a vodka guy. I'm a but vodka I know you are. Guy. Yeah, vodka and rum are my. Those are my two preferred. That's so funny because those yeah. are like at the bottom of my list. Both of those. <laughs> Oh man, it's time for some some apple cider with some Captain Morgan's in it and some mold spices. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. See, I think I could get with that. I, I've never had that before. Yeah. yeah. That, that sounds a, pretty that's good. That's a good Friday and Saturday night drink. This is now I feel I feel super boring because I just have a beer. <laughs> I just have a beer. It's either. Hummingbird. It's Hummingbird, my favorite beer. Okay. Um so but let shout out to Red Oak if you want to sponsor us. Shout out Red Oak. Shout out yeah. Hummingbird. Um we won. We won hey, a we game. Won, man. We won. And it was and we did it in dramatic fashion. Right? In dramatic fashion. Both was, both uh, of our wins people. have been in dramatic fashion this sure. year. Yeah. Walk off <laughs> I mean, wins both times. Yeah, I've got it was the, a, uh, it was I never thought I'd be able to wear this again. But I've got the dub <laughs> chain. I've got the dub <laughs> chain on right now for those wearing, listening. Uh, it is Yep, got your Burns got jersey. Burns, you got the Burns jersey on. Yeah, the dub chain is this. Um, yeah. I talked about it back when we beat the uh, the Texans. It's this one yep. of those gaudy looking um, chain necklaces yep. with <laughs> with the Panthers logo, the giant Panthers logo attached to it. Happy to be able to wear it again. Had to dust um, it off. Had to dust it off. Yeah, <laughs> literally, it's been. It has it's, just been sitting in the been hanging up for a while, like two months. Um, <laughs> man, where? Okay, so we have we have a lot to talk about. Uh, exciting times here with the win let's just start let's start with um with our boy let's start with bryce young um so here was my kind of overall thought coming away from this game yeah to me bryce young has it he has it air quotes and whatever it is, however you want to define it. Uh, I know it's only our second win. Yep. And I know that there's been a lot of ups and downs this season with his play and with the team. Mm-hmm. And he's, I'm not making excuses for him. He's completely accountable for his play. He has to play better as we've talked about. And we've also talked about everything around him that needs to improve. And we know all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the second time now that he's been put in a position, given the opportunity to take us down on the last drive of the game and, and win it for us. And he came through. I mean, I thought, I thought overall he had a pretty good game. I thought the best that he looked throughout the entire game was on that final drive when it counted the most. And that, I just think he's, he's got something to him, uh, he, I thought that he looked, just kind of speaking in general terms today, I thought that he looked pretty comfortable throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he had good good pocket presence. Um, again, used his legs well. He's done that. He's done that a lot in the last two or three games. I feel like he's doing a, a much better job than he had been. Yeah. Um, previously, of just kind of recognizing those situations when they pop up, of like, hey. I've got people flying around me. Uh, I've got a, a, the internal clock in my head, and I'm only going to wait a certain amount of time, and then I'm going to get out. 
And yeah, we saw it today, man. Like he's he's not he's not Kyler Murray out there, but he's got some wheels and he can make some yeah. guys miss. Well, we and we've known that he yeah, he has evasiveness and escapability. We saw him put a couple of moves on uh, some defenders last, last week, if I remember correctly, right? So yep. Yep. um, you know, he he can make defenders miss. Now he's not, yeah. you know, Lamar Jackson who's going to be taking yeah. off down the field and running away from everybody, whatever. Like that's just not his game. Nobody expects that of him. But he has been doing a pretty darn good job the past couple of weeks of extending plays, maybe three yep. weeks actually, extending plays with his feet and yep. giving players the opportunity to get open. And I will say it, you know, this way he he was aided today by some some good adjustments by wide receivers. There were still a few misses. We saw some miscommunications, but he he got some support from people. Um, and he was able to make that happen. And it's funny. I said to my girlfriend when we were watching it and, and my son that it seemed like it was a different team on offense on that last possession. Yeah. And, you know, I can't, I, I don't know enough of the X's and the O's to be able to put my finger on exactly what was going on. But within yeah. the first couple of plays, you could tell that there was just something a little bit different. There was more urgency. Mm-hmm. Um, there was more confidence. It's almost like there was not the time to think. There was just the time yeah. to react. Yeah. And Bryce was able to go back to the things that allow for, you know, all that processing stuff, you know, and him being able to kind of like play by intuition and some of that. I think, I, you know, having seen it a few times, I think there's something to him being able to shut off the thinking part of his brain mm-hmm. and everybody just immediately react to this is what we have. This is the two minute drill. This is, you know, whatever it is. And yep. then, and he can't overthink anything. He can't overanalyze right. it. He can't over process stuff. Mm-hmm. He has to make a decision and move on with intuition. And I think as I've been watching him, mm-hmm. that may be where he, he has the most success. And he, I don't know if he's the most comfortable there, but I feel like he has the most success in that place. Yeah, it makes sense. Kind of the two-minute drill. Now, of course, the, you know that final drive. I don't remember the exact number, but it took what, like, it was like five four minutes. Six, it was like five, it was four, five minutes. Yeah, it was like seventeen plays in like four or five minutes. I'm not saying that it was that, but it was just like there seemed to be just like a militant, like this is what we're doing, and there wasn't a whole lot of, but well, we yeah. could do this, and we could. I, I don't know. It just it seemed more focused. I, I don't know of another way to put it. No, but that's it just, no, it just seems more focused. That is. I think that's right. I think he, it does seem like he's more locked in and focused. After the game, I think DJ Chark, they were interviewing him, and he used that word of, uh, I believe, locked in and, he's, and yeah. focused. And he said Bryce was uh, that, that final drive, like he was he was locked in. Like he, uh, And like we said earlier, like, you know, we haven't had a ton of opportunities um <laughs> for our offense to go to go down at the end of a game and have a chance to win. Yeah. And the now we've seen in a couple of instances now when our offense when Bryce Young specifically has had that chance maybe there maybe you're maybe you're onto something there like he kind of locks in and um you know he, he can't overthink it. He he has like a the it's like hey this is it's all or nothing here. Like we go down yeah. and score here or the game's over. Um, well, and we've been talking about it for weeks that the hurry up stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we've had conversations for for weeks about why aren't they doing more hurry up? It seems like things well with the work, you know, work well with the hurry up. Yeah, I, I don't know. All I'm, you know, from from some dude that you know had a few drinks while I was watching the game. That's what I came away from it with. Is just it's just it just seemed like when he doesn't have time to think, and mm-hmm. it's just all we have time for is action. Mm-hmm. That's where he performs the best. It's just reactionary uh, and, and being yeah. an athlete and just playing yeah. playing football, not overthinking. And, and it. I think and playing within himself, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's another part of it too. Is you know, <clears throat> hey, I know what I have to do. I know what I have to achieve. If I have to make seven yards, then I'm going to get seven and a half and put my head down to make sure that I that, I, that there's no yeah. room for you know for interpretation or whatever. Like he just seems to have that singular focus. And it yeah. was just really evident today and a couple of times, certainly in that last drive, 
where yeah. even through the TV screen, I could feel that something was different. I could just, yeah. you, you could just, you could just feel it. And I think that to a certain extent, it's not just Bryce. I think to a certain extent, it's everybody else that is on the Panthers, uh, you know, team that's on that field at the time is it's almost like it's go time. Right. And, you know, I was watching, uh, we were watching uh, the welcome to Wrexham. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but yeah. welcome to Wrexham on, on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and we we ju- we were literally finishing up season one. Spoiler alert: they don't get promoted. But what he was saying, what yeah. he what the what the manager was saying was, don't let everything else that we've worked for be for nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. That was like the halftime speech, or or you know, the end of the game before overtime, like whatever it was. It was like, don't let everything else that we've worked our asses for all season, and in this instance, all game. Yeah. It was whatever it was, seven to six, right? It was a low-scoring, <laughs> yeah. tough game. Yep. You know, the, the weather sucked. Everybody's in the trenches trying to win their individual matchups. They've been working their ass off. Yep. Don't let all of that be for nothing. We have four or five minutes and the opportunity to ride off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and, it, and the rest of the team just seemed to kind of like rise up and take advantage of that for opportunity. For sure. Yeah, they absolutely did, man. And it, it Bryce can't do it by himself. And like you mentioned, like everybody stepped up the offensive line. I thought the offensive line was better today. I thought they were better today. They certainly seemed to be. There were a couple of times I saw, I remember one play where like Icky got beat pretty bad in it. And it, yeah, there were a couple. Yeah, there were were a few. And there were three sacks, if I remember correctly. Three sacks. It was not clean, but but three sacks. But for the most part, it was a lot better. There weren't. I don't recall any instances during the game where I was, you know, throwing my arms up in disgust at the offensive line like I have been for most of the season. But on that last drive, I mean, um, the offensive line executed. Bryce Young had some great throws. I'm, I look back at, I think it, it might go down as, for me. The throw to DJ Chark on the sideline where DJ Chark mm-hmm. did the toe tap, you know, and he stretched catch. out caught that that kind of back shoulder pass on the sideline. Unbelievable catch, unbelievable throw. Bryce actually had time in the pocket to sit there and and wait for chart for the route to develop. He had, you know, th- three or four seconds to actually sit there and wait and then mm-hmm. he stepped into the throw and threw it with velocity and it was like perfect ball placement. I mean, it was a tough catch. Like that was a really tough catch by Chark. But and we haven't seen yeah, Chark do that kind of thing all season. But he stepped up yep. in that last drive. And then you had the <laughs> you remember the pass to Mingo. Um, I think it was third, third down, and Bryce threw like a wobbler out to Mingo, and Mingo kind of had to come back to it and mm-hmm. and kind of go down to the ground and catch it with two hands, wrap it up. Um, you yeah. had that, then you had a couple really nice passes to Adam Thielen there. Um I believe Bryce was either five of five or six of six on that final drive. Um, And it just, I don't know, man. I just looking at his stats here, he was, he was 18 of 24, 167 yards. Obviously we weren't expecting in this, in this, you know, the weather with the monsoon that was happening, like no one was expecting him to go out and pass for 250 yards or something like that today. But 18 of 24, 167 yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. Um, he was sacked three times. He did almost fumble. He well, he did fumble it, but he recovered his own fumble. On that, <laughs> on Can that I say board. something about that real quick? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if anybody else notices, but in in my my house, we did. We were watching it, and when Bryce fumbled it, all of a sudden, like you was you saw like a hand shoot out. Yeah, grab the ball and pull it back in. And yeah. all at the same time, we looked around. It was like hungry, hungry hippo is exactly what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> out out of nowhere, the hand yeah. comes flying out, grabs yeah. it, and brings it back in. It was it was absolutely great. That is um, perfect. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was it was it was pretty funny. It's all or, it's all either of us could think of. Or like a uh, you, you see those cat videos where the cat's like hiding in a in a paper bag and you can't see the cat. <laughs> And then yeah. you have like a piece of food or like a mouse or something on the table and their arm like juts out really quick. The yeah. ground. That's what it, that's what it looked like. That was, it so, was so funny. But hungry, hungry hippo. That's, 
that takes the cake. That's that's perfect. But yeah, man, he. I just thought, like, obviously, he didn't light up the world on the stat sheet, right. but we we knew going into this game that we were going to run the ball, and yeah. it was going to be like a ugly game. We, you know, and yeah. I just thought, aside from a couple of missed throws on Bryce's part, I thought he looked really good. I thought I, this is this was. Um, to me, he just looked poised and confident. That was that was kind of what was oozing out of the screen for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, that last drive was just impressive. So, uh, you know, I think I think this was huge for his confidence. That cannot be overstated. Yeah. This type yeah, of performance true. in this, you know, with these with the weather and the odds stacked against them, no one th- no one was picking the Panthers to win this game. To come out and have that type of perfor- performance. At home, granted, with virtually no one in the stands, but we were all watching. <laughs> uh, I just think that's yeah, a huge think, confidence builder for him. It's a massive confidence booster for him. And if you see his press conference after the game, you can see it. He looks like a different person. It looked like you yeah, know absolutely. the weight of the world had been taken off of his shoulders, and that for you know one day. Uh, you know, Sisyphus didn't have to roll the rock back up the hill, you know, for, you know, for, oh, wow. and, and it was just, nice it was reference. just, it, it just, you could see that he was like, he was a little bit more carefree about it. And actually one of the reporters asked like, Hey, does this feel like a weight lifted off and I've caved? Of course he caved his like perfect bullshit answer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, but, but it really was, it was palpable that like when oh, he walked sure. out, he was like, he was like, Hey guys, I, <laughs> At the beginning, doing? yeah. At the beginning, yeah. yeah. He's like, he just, came out, he's smiling. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, but Great you know, I, I do think that this was really big for his confidence. I think that kind of in hindsight, and honestly, I didn't pay all that close of attention to like how bad the weather was going to be and how much it was going to yeah. affect the gameplay. Yeah. Um, I think that this played into our our hands. Because it, you know, the team ended up having to play within themselves. It forced us, from a play calling perspective, into the let's run the ball, guys. Yeah, you know, uh, which is kind of something that we've been saying. You know, like, hey, yep. we need that to happen. Um, and so we were able to kind of transition into the team that looks more like we probably should be playing and quite frankly, more like the, the team that mm-hmm. ended last year as well from a power running perspective yep. and, and, and playing off of that. So um, I thought again, Hubbard had another pretty darn good game. Um, yep. You know, he's, he's continuing to make plays when they have to. There were a couple times a day where yep. we've been talking about this. He fell forward and because yep. he fell forward, he got that extra yard, and that extra yard is what got us the first down. <coughs> yep. Excuse me. So he's, right. you know, yeah. <clears throat> so <laughs> is that is that is that really strongly proofed water? Uh, Uh-oh. And, yeah. uh but but you know, it, we just we saw like we saw Hubbard be there and do what he needed to do to support it. And then I, I we hadn't even talked about what we were going to talk about about the game, but I, ha- I cannot yeah. let us get too deep into the game recap. For me, without talking about the fact that Smith Marset was actually actually utilized in yep. some of the ways that we've been talking about, and while we had Hubbard with twenty-two rushes, Bryce Young with four rushes, Smith Marset with four rushes, uh-huh. and uh, thirty-one yards. So we actually like we've been saying we don't have the we don't have the people we don't have the people we don't have the people, and my son actually reminded me today he was like well, and isn't isn't that the guy that like that like retweeted Ben saying that he that you know, <laughs> we were finally getting him involved? And I was like, yeah, yep. same dude. Same and dude. And you know what? You know what? Speaking of that, during the game, I don't remember exactly what I tweeted, but I tweeted something. I tagged him again. I said, okay, you know, at Emir, whatever, whatever his handle is on Twitter. I tagged him and I said, this guy needs more. I really like Emir Smith Marset. This guy needs more opportunities. Finally, the Panthers are giving him a chance or something like that. Yeah. And he liked my post. Well, good. He liked my post. Yeah, so I'm I mean, like, hey, and, man. And, and yeah. It's ridiculous. Like the way that we saw him play in the preseason, the fact that we traded for the guy and yeah. have done nothing but allow him to catch, 
you know, punts when the entire right. uh, receiving core has sucked. And yeah. to see him come out and actually fill the role that we thought LaVistus was going to uh, fill, you yeah. know, in the preseason. That was one of the things we were super excited about is having a wide receiver that can catch the ball, that can, you know, do an LaVistus bit more of a, of a running back than you know mm-hmm. uh than smith marset but mm-hmm. give us more flexibility give us some of that motion yeah. stuff we saw the motion happen today and we mm-hmm. and and it kept the defense a little bit more honest especially yeah. because we were able to have success with some of those runs so i couldn't let us go too far into the game recap without at least mentioning the fact that he showed up we did see him with a bit of a fumble uh in uh you know on a punt return yeah. Uh, he hungry, hungry, hippoed it right back in. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was great to see just something different from an offensive perspective. And I think yeah. that the I think that the conditions today forced our hand on that a little bit. But I do also think that if, you know, cooler heads prevail and we look at this smartly, it might actually be kind of a portion of the blueprint on how we move forward. We're on the same wavelength tonight. This is really weird nice. because – I had four or five primary bullet points that I had written down. And uh, one of them was Emir Smith-Marset needs more opportunities. Yep. Um, So just just to follow up on what you said, I think when I watch him, he's a dynamic player. Mm -hmm. You watch him and the way he moves, his his speed. um, I also just like the passion that he seems to play with. You know, he's got a little bit of an edge to him. He has and, to prove um, it. Like he, he yeah, has to prove it. He has to prove it. Yeah. But, but even in the, I mean, all the footage that I've seen of him before he came to the Panthers, that's how he was. That's just the type of player he is. But yep. yeah. to me, um, I hope these last three, three games, four games, however many games we have left, I hope he continues to get more opportunities and not just on the, like those jet sweeps, but also like yeah. just as a pure receiver. Because I think he's uh, has a chance to be a pretty good receiver, and I I would like to see him potentially be with the team next season. Because you know we yeah. don't know aside from Adam Thielen and I guess Jonathan Mingo, there's no guarantee DJ Chark's going to be back. Um, Lavisca Chenault, we don't know what the situation is going to be with him. Terrace Marshall Jr. is out the door already. We yeah, already yeah. know that. Um, so I think there's a spot potentially for ISM, and I really like him. The other thing, mentioning, talked about, you know, how we were on the same page. I wrote down, offensive identity is being established. So you kind of mentioned uh, going back to doing the things that we did well last year. And that's what we've yeah. been doing since Frank Reich has left the building. You notice we've really gotten back. We've really gotten to putting Bryce under center a lot more. and First play of the game today, actually. Yeah, he's he's getting under center more. We're doing yep. the power run scheme, which is exactly what this offensive line is set up to do. And lo and behold, you know, when we're when we're pushing when we're running those power run plays and we're gaining yards just um, you know, run after run from Chuba, it's I I feel like that the performance from our offensive line, I'm struggling getting this out, but here's what I'm trying to say is that I think that um, that helps them play better from a pass blocking perspective. Kind of like yeah. you think think back to Cam Newton, like his best passing games tended to be when we allowed him to run. And it's almost like he got juice and energy from like he got more engaged in the game when he would yeah. run the ball. And then he would start passing the ball better. And I think there's something to be said for that with the offensive line. Like let them ground and pound and do what they do, do what they do well. And then maybe they're going to perform better when they actually do have to, to uh, block for Bryce. Yeah. I think there's two components of that. I think that that's the first one, but you know, also, um, you know, with, with the, with the Cam Newton example, the, it also forced the defense to keep an eye on the quarterback. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. you know, which also opens up other, you know, throwing lanes and stuff. And that's yeah. complimentary football. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's what happens when you have the, you know, the running game taking the the pressure off the passing game and vice yeah. versa. 
and our offense was pretty well balanced today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do think that it's, it's, it continues to be so fascinating to me to watch what's happening with Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. It's, it can, it's, it's just so interesting. And I can't, like, it's a train wreck that I can't stop watching because but last game, it was good. Last game. I know. Was like I, I can't understand it. It's, it's six rushes for two yards today and two catches for 11 yards. Like what? I don't understand what that, I don't understand what that is. It, just, it's can I say something real quick about miles per rush. So I want to say like, I, okay. to your point, to your point, I, I tweeted something about Miles Sanders in the game where I was like, Miles Sanders seems to really enjoy running backwards. And yes. now there were a couple, there were a couple of instances where I, I watched the replay of runs where he got stopped in the backfield where he really couldn't have done anything. But right. the difference, yep. the main difference, or one of the main differences to me between Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders is Chuba Hubbard, he either he either will gain positive yardage or if he's about to be stopped in the backfield, he just keeps churning his legs and going forward. Whereas Miles Sanders tries to dance around and he'll run sideways and try to run around people. And sorry, dude, but you're not fast enough to do that in a lot of instances. And I just think the difference between them is you could have them run the exact same play with the exact same blocking. And let's say there's two guys on the defensive line that get into the backfield. Miles or uh, Tuba Hubbard's probably going to, get tackled and lose a yard or, or maybe, you know, gain zero yards, like get it back to the line of scrimmage. Miles Sanders is probably going to lose five or six yards on that same play. Yeah. Like, he, cause, cause I don't yeah. know what it is. He, he just, he dances around Tuba's a North South runner. And that's one of the main things that I've noticed with miles. That's frustrating is just that he's the type of guy, when you get him out in space, think about that. What 50, 60 yard run he had last week. Yeah, when you gorgeous. get him out in space, gorgeous. dude, like he he looks special in that in that type of situation, but I just think he's not. I don't think he's being used properly yeah. with us. I don't. I think, and I, also I think don't he's think that he's. Well, and I don't think that he. Yeah, I think in what he's being asked to do right now, he's strong enough. He's not strong enough to overcome the limitations, right? If you look back at the Eagles' offensive line last year, mm-hmm. you know Jason Kelsey and everything. Yeah. It's a it's a great offensive Johnson, line. All those guys. Yeah, like he had he had plenty of lanes to run through, get him into that open yeah. space and watch him be elusive and do amazing things. Quite yeah. frankly, right now we haven't been giving him those opportunities. I just and it, this isn't what is, this wasn't a shit on Miles such session. That's not what the no. intention was. It was just it's it's just been really interesting to kind of watch like how we've utilized him throughout the year when he's had yeah. success and when he hasn't. And uh, it's just, I haven't been able to really kind of like figure it out all the way, I guess. I don't know. He's good. Here's the thing. We're like, we're not saying he's a bad player. Miles Sanders is a good. Clearly he's a great player. He's a great player. He is. Yeah. Just in the situations that he's been put in with, he's not built for the power run game. No, That's Chuba. And they're not, I just think they're, they're not using, utilizing him properly. Like yeah. last game, last game they did. They were able to get him out into space and give him some of those opportunities. Yeah. I just think, listen, I, he's going to be here probably, most likely he's going to be here for at least another year with mm-hmm. the contract that they gave him. So I personally, I feel pretty good about the combination of Chuba and Miles and then Raheem Blackshear in the backfield going into yeah. next year. Yeah. Uh, I just think they need to figure out how to use Miles. Better. I'm good with it. I'm good with that, that three headed, you know. Backfield, Chuba, man. Let, just a word, another word on Chuba. Like, aren't aren't you impressed by him? Like, I'm I'm I've been so impressed by him up to this point. I mean, yeah, he he's come so he's come such a long way since uh, his first year. You know, back thinking back to when he had everybody was dogging him for having you know rocks for hands and mm-hmm. uh, he's like one dimensional, um, and He's just come such a long way from then. He looks like a legit, I mean, to me, he looks like a legit RB1 at this point. Uh, like, I know he's not, he's not Christian McCaffrey. He's not, he's not that level at yeah. all, but 
he's he's a really good running back. I think that the best way that I can think of to say it is he's maximizing his opportunities. Oh, absolutely. You know, so yeah. he's you know he's not necessarily neither he nor Miles are the type of running back that's going to put the team on their back and no, you know no. get five yards when they needed four and a half. You know, on like fourth and five. You know, like that type of thing. Like they're they're not they're not necessarily that player that kind of like rises to greatness, yeah. but. Given the limitations of, I say limitations, they're amazing athletes. But given that fact that that's not necessarily who he has shown us to be up to this point, yeah. And the fact that we are not util, you know, working with an offensive line that is going to open up massive holes and massive opportunities, you know, for these yeah. guys, yeah. I think he is doing a damn good job of maximizing the opportunities that are being put in front of him. Um, and and I. Th- you know, he just has always seemed to me to have like a workmanlike uh, attitude and behavior and like the yeah. stick to like more like that, bl- like a blue collar feeling blue collar. of yeah. like the grit type thing. Right. And sure. it was it was exemplified today when after the game, I was watching a few videos on YouTube and one of them was Chris Tabor in the postgame speech in the locker room talking about how proud he was of the guys and talking about just chopping down another tree and he used that example of that and the camera pans over and it's chuba hubbard acting like he's chopping down a tree with an axe he demonstrated it for us that's what i'm saying it was like it was like it was like the personification (laughs) of that mentality of that effort and i loved it i thought it was awesome because it was it was exactly like kind of how i had been feeling about him and the fact that he has been able to stick with this for a couple of years, however long it's been, right? And not really be the guy and not be the guy and not be the guy and not be able to catch and like, you know, yeah. working and overcoming those things to now like having his opportunity. Like there's a part of me that absolutely bleeping loves that story. I absolutely yeah. love it. And so cool. to, to see him maximize the opportunity that's being put in front of him and justify all of the years and work and blood, sweat and tears of every and everything that he has put into it to be in this opportunity to yeah. see it come to fruition for him. I don't know him, but it's just kind of one of those stories that I love to think about and, you know, try to find to a certain extent inspiration, like personally as well of man, this yeah. dude is working his ass off for years and not getting the recognition that, that he needed and wanted or whatever. Yep. And to yeah. finally get that and, and see it pay off, I just love it. I think it's super cool, and I'm really, really happy for him, and I love to see it happen. Yeah, man. It was great to see. Uh, something yeah. else funny from that uh, the post came. First of all, thank God we finally get to see some some locker room, some positive locker room footage. Yeah, I mean, right. It's only the second time this season. But I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, Chris Tabor was breaking it down with the team. I don't know if you caught this. And uh, he did, you know, held his fist up and everybody, you know, got in there together with him. And he said, all right, guys, like, great job. Great job today. This is fantastic. Hey, keep sticking together. Uh, And I was just like, oh, man, missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Keep sticking together. It was just like, can we get a keep pounding? Can we get a keep pounding in there? You know, like. Tepper saved your job this year. <laughs> at least, at least throw out the tagline. <laughs> Come on, man. We got to get the tagline thrown in there. Um, but no, I want to mention something that I had uh, was kind of one of my main things for tonight. Want to get your thoughts, Derek Brown? To me, and I think to a lot of people at this point, is the best player on this team. Yeah, Derek Brown is our yeah. best player. Uh. All you know, respect to Brian Burns, but uh, I think not only do the statistics back it up this year with Derek Brown, but just the eye test, man. I mean, that guy, like, it seems like every other play he's in the yeah. backfield, and the, the the announcer was saying, like, just the way that he manipulates, controls the line of scrimmage, and uh, it doesn't matter if you double-team him, like – half the time, if if not more so more often, he's gonna probably beat it. Mm-hmm. Um he's a beast and he the team's gonna have a big decision to make. Um I think it's 
110%, you got to pay him. You got to pay him uh, whatever he's whatever he's worth, whatever the market dictates. Um, to me, even more so than Brian Burns, you got to pay Derek Brown. Um, yeah. Do you, you, you he, agree he's uh, our best player at this point? Or? Yeah, he's he's impossible to ignore. Yeah. To me. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's interesting. I, I'm Listen, I'm wearing the Burns jersey. Me too. Burns, showed, Burns, Burns showed up for yeah. the first few plays of the game. You know, certainly today, like first first series, Burns just seemed to be everywhere. And he, you know, he continued to like I kind of seemed saw him a little bit. He had but, he had a pretty good game, I thought, for the most he, part. Yeah, he, he had, did. I'm not saying I'm not saying he didn't. He ended up with a couple of tackles and, and whatever else. But I when I don't I don't see myself like constantly paying attention to him when yeah. Derek Brown just seems to constantly be in the middle of everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and how he's able to just kind of fill up space yep. and, and, and work through the offensive line. I mean, hell last week, I, I think I didn't get, you know, obviously I, I wasn't here to get a chance to chat with you through it, but yeah. uh, he had an interception, didn't he? Yeah. Or was that two weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. So like, that was last week. you know, the, yeah, he's just an unbelievable athlete. And mm-hmm. I think you have to pay him. I think he's just, oh, yeah. he's doing things that you're that you're not seeing other people do out there. And he is incredibly consistent game yep. in and game out. Yep. He shows up. You don't lose sight of him. You don't wonder where he went. He is always in the game. Um, and that's the kind of disruption that I was hoping for from a Brian Burns this year mm-hmm. of, constant disruption to whatever the offense was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And you see it a little bit. <clears throat> I just haven't seen it as much as I thought I was going to, but I'm seeing it from Derek Brown. I love watching it. It's a whole lot of fun to see him yeah. play. Um, you know, and it reminds me of like a, like a grizzly bear fight type thing or like a sumo wrestler <laughs> type fight, you know, yeah. where it's yeah. just like, you know, he he he's able to win at at certain points of contact and yeah. um th- and he's also he's athletic enough to chase down plays there's been yeah. a number of plays where yeah. you've seen him make play you know tackles you know behind the line of scrimmage but way towards the sideline or whatever yeah so i think we have to pay him uh sure. i lo- personally i love watching him play yep i'd love to have a Derek brown jersey or something like that like he's 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 one of those guys that we have to keep around. If we can keep him, yeah. Luvu, Horn, you know what I mean. Like if we can yeah, keep yeah. some of like a nucleus of this around, um, you know, uh, Woods and Bell have been playing really well. Like we, you know, the defense has been looking good, and yeah. I'm now squarely in that camp of <clears throat> whether it's a, tr- a sign and trade or like I don't know what we do with Brian Burns, but. You know, I, I feel like you know maybe it's a franchise like a tag and you know type situation. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what it is, but I think if we're able to you know get something from him, get some assets from him, we still have plenty on the defensive side to continue to um, to pressure. You know, if we could go find somebody like a Hassan Reddick from a couple of years ago and, and mm-hmm. sign you know on the open market and use that to supplement not having Burns or something. You know, I don't exactly know what that um, looks like. Yeah, but I do think that keeping Derek Brown around, based off of what we, we've seen so far this year, his play, um, the way he seems to elevate those playing around him as well, I, I think yeah. that at this point it would be a very much a Scott Fitterer move to get rid of him. So I think we should keep him. Yeah, I think if it came down, now I don't know what the situation will be, but if it came down to like, hey, we gotta either pay uh, Derek Brown or Brian Burns. I vote Derek Brown, hundred percent. Yeah, but um, I like Ricky. Ricky Reigns and I talked about this in the last episode. It's like kind of just the I've been I've been waffling between what I want to do, what I think should be done about Derek Brown, and I mean not Derek Brown, Brian Burns. And it's tough. It's tough because yeah. I do I do think that he's an elite player at that position, and uh, I think that. Um, I think you can attribute some of his lack of production this year 
to the fact that he doesn't have a consistent running mate on the other side, another edge rusher. Uh, yeah, and it take, know, but, but but here's the thing. But if we if we were to trade him to let's just say we traded him somewhere like the Los Angeles Rams, I guarantee you he will probably immediately look like an all pro player with another team. Um, and here's the thing. You trade him, you trade an elite player like Brian Burns, you still got to replace him. And at least with our current situation with Scott Fitterer and co, I don't trust that they they would be able to do that effectively. Uh, yeah. And so I look at this core that we have on defense of Burns and Brown and Luvu and Horn and all those guys. And our defense, our defense right now is, is legit. Um, I, I, I see, I see the argument of like, hey, if we could get a first round pick for Burns, like get some new, get some different assets for him, maybe it would be worth it. But to me, if you're gonna, if you were gonna trade Burns, that window, that ship has sailed. Like that window yeah. has passed. We could have done it last year and got two first round picks, and we didn't do it. We could have yeah. done it when we traded up to number one instead of DJ Moore, and we should yeah. have done it then, but we didn't do it. And so I just think at this point, you've kind of boxed yourself in and it's like, you got to shit or get off the pot. And yeah. uh, we have not gotten off the pot. So we're going to have to shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have such a way with words. Ben. I, I really do. I uh, you, you really do. No, I mean, I just, yes, I, I think that, and you know, part of it, for me, I just feel so bad for Brian Burns because yeah, he did this the right way too. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Like he could have protected himself and he didn't. And now the business yeah. side of the NFL is going to screw him. Yep. And I really hate that for him. And I think that that's an astute point. And I think not having considered it before, I think that you're right about if he was to go somewhere where he had, did have a little bit more, uh, you know, compliment on the other side yeah. of the line or whatever that he would shine. And it makes me think a little bit about McCaffrey where, mm -hmm. you know, he was obviously an excellent player for us, Yeah, but you saw him really blossom and, and develop when he went to the 49ers and he had Ayuk and Samuel and use and, you know, Kittle and like, you know what I mean? Like he had all these other players around yeah. him and it, and he wasn't, he no longer had to be the player that the entire other side yeah. of the uh, line of scrimmage was watching. Right. And you you were able to see him do the things that make him special. And yeah. I think that we would probably see that with Brian Burns. Unfortunately, right now, he has not been able to to shut up the haters and say that, you know, he is one of the top guys and he does deserve to be paid. And right, because right now yeah. he just hasn't been showing that as much. I hate that for him from a market value perspective. I hate that from for the uh the way that players are gonna act in the future, uh, yeah. from a business perspective. And uh, not necessarily just about the, uh, about the Panthers specifically, but just kind of in general. Like if I'm if I'm around the league and I'm seeing kind of what's happened to Brian Burns, and kind of doing it the right way, and then not at the end of the day, not necessarily being taken care of by the Panthers in the way that he seemed to be acting in good faith. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. he was acting in good faith by not holding out. He was at practice every single day. He was. I, I believe you're going to take care of me. And at this point, I don't see that happening. So I, I just from a hu humanity perspective, because yeah. hey, these guys do make a lot of money, but they also are people and they have feelings and the ultimate not, team player, know, man. Yeah. Like I just, I, I hate that. I just hate that for him and what it says about the business in general. Um, I don't know. I may yeah. be alone in that, but it just, it just kind of sounds. Yeah. Well, I mean, We'll see what happens, but maybe there's still a, a path forward, you know, where he can yeah. be with the team long term. Um, hopefully, we can get a different GM in here along with the yeah. new coach, and yeah, they will actually, yeah, and they'll actually pay him what he deserves yeah. instead of being cheapskates. Um, all right, uh, kind of winding down here. Any anything else that came to mind from the game? Um, I'm kind of going through my notes here. No, I, I think that you know a win like this. Um, you know, it feels good from a psychological standpoint. Functionally, it does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in in the in the nuts and bolts, uh, you yeah. know, uh, standings and whatnot, it does absolutely nothing for us. 
um, except for possibly give us change of position of the second round draft pick, you know, one or two. Um, But it is a weight that's lifted off. And I do think that from a psychological standpoint, it was good for the team to see success in this. I thought it was good for players like Chark to make that amazing catch, do the toe tapping stuff that made me say out loud right after it happened, that's why we signed you. <laughs> like I literally <laughs> yelled that at the screen. That's why we signed you, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was good yeah. to see some of those things. I'm excited from a camaraderie and from a team-based perspective to see it continue to evolve and continue, you know, hopefully take the step steps that we thought we were going to see us take after the Texans game. Yeah. Uh, maybe we, maybe we see it now. Um, yeah. but man, it, it sure would go a long way from a confidence standpoint to to see some success as we continue to move forward. And yeah. and it would be great for Bryce as we're gonna be closing out the year relatively soon here for him to end his first year uh, on a good note. Yeah, for sure. Uh I want to read just real quick before we kind of sign off here. C3 Anthony on Twitter um, shot me a message. Um, yep. This was in response to me asking if anybody had any anything for tonight's episode. Um, so this is what he said. He said it's more of a more of a statement than a question, but he said uh, Bryce Young played well in bad conditions today. We need to supply him with a better offensive line, some wide receivers who can catch worth a damn as even Thielen dropped a touchdown, which we didn't even mention. We didn't even mention yeah, that. Yeah, that was bad. That was real bad. That was bad. That I mean, was real bad. That, that like, nine times out of ten, maybe that's ten times out of ca- ten. It's got to be caught. He's going to catch that. I know it's bad conditions, but that's got to be caught. It's got to be caught. So that was bad. Uh, but C3 Anthony goes on to say, um, does this lead us into believing we need a new general manager to be able to supply him with Bryce with help? Because if we ever want to see what he can truly be, we need to surround him with talent and Fitterer isn't going to give that to him. Yeah. So I think that's, we've talked about that at, at length as far as Scott Fitter. Um, yeah. We're both in agreement that he has to go. We were both in agreement yeah. that Bryce Young needs to be surrounded with um, better talent. Uh, I do, th- I do think to our point earlier that I see a little bit of a path forward now with our offense as far as the identity. Like, I think I think yeah. this offensive line, the personnel that we have, as far as Icky, Taylor Moten, um, Bradley Bozeman, you got, you, we'll get uh, Brady Christensen back next year. I think for the most part, like, unless we draft somebody or sign like a high-profile free agent, like, this is pretty much going to be our offensive line, the core guys for next year. Yeah. Um. But we've seen that they can execute this this style of play, the power run game with the play action off of that, you know, not having Bryce throw it 40 times a game. But yeah, I uh, other than that, like I agree with everything Anthony was saying. And I this is coming away from this game just to kind of wrap up my thoughts on it. Um, this is the best. This is I mean, it's only our second win. So me saying this is the best I've felt since the Texans game. Kind of a given, <laughs> kind of a given, but no, like I felt we we both felt super hopeful after that Texans game, mm-hmm. um, but but even that game, you know, it wasn't again like, that impressive of a performance offensively, and there were still a lot of questions about the team and about the offense at that point. This game today, uh, I think I'm coming away from this feeling a little bit more confident about the path forward. I feel really good right now about some of the progress that I saw from Bryce Young mm-hmm. today. And um, I'm just looking forward to seeing what he can do the last three games here. Um, one thing I want to yeah. say, one more thing I want to say about Bryce, you can say what you will about his, about his play this year. But I think one thing that cannot be questioned at this point about him, that dude's tough as nails. Like he really is. Yeah. I mean, with all the hits he's taken, all the sacks he's had this year. I mean, CJ Stroud got hurt last week. And obviously Anthony Richardson's been out for a while now. Will Levis yeah. got knocked out of the game. 
today. And I know it's probably a lot of luck on our side that Bryce hasn't gotten, you know, knocked out of a game. He did miss that one game, but with the ankle, but um, for the most part, man, he's, he's tough. He really is. He just keeps getting yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, he is Mr. Chumba Wumba. Uh, Cause he does get knocked down, but he does get back up again. Oh, and, nice. Uh, but, but he, but in all seriousness, you're on, fi- like, you're on fire tonight. Can I just say that? Thank you're you. on fire. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, no, but he, he, he does, he does continue to get back up. I don't know that anybody, or a lot of people question his toughness. I think it was his ability yeah. to get back up, you know, given the size. Yeah. Uh, but he has shown that he is willing to go out there and work as hard as anybody else. Mm-hmm. And he's not a prima donna. He's not going to slide three yards before the first down if it matters. And he's going to put his head down and and, yeah. and go for it. Much of the chagrin of us sometimes, we <laughs> just like for him to protect himself. Like when he landed uh, on his head last week. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I do think to Anthony's point, you know, we did have the title of one of our videos a couple of weeks back it was like the shoe doesn't fit because it doesn't seem to, yeah. um, you know, go with, with Scott Fitterer. And, yeah. you know, we are going to be in a situation next year where we're gonna have to make do with what we can. What I'm desperately hoping that we don't do, uh, because I think that we probably would have had this exact same conversation about six weeks out from the end of this uh, end of the year last year mm-hmm. of, um you know, hey, I like the direction that we're going or we're, we're starting to win a little bit. And guess what? We continue to do it because we figured out what worked and we can and we stuck with it. My concern is that we don't do the same thing this year. And my concern is that we go into better weather next week and we think that we can just kind of go back to the bullshit that we sorry earmuffs that we go back to the bullshit that we were uh, earlier this year where we were seeing no success and has everybody, uh, you know, shaking their head and, you know, yeah. scratching it, trying to figure out what in the hell is happening yeah. so we are seeing a little bit more success it was great to see today i loved yeah. it it was exciting it was a whole lot of fun um but we just we we can't we we can't go away from what was working and if yeah. we are going to continue to have continuity into next year then we're going to need to make sure that we take advantage of these next few games for the you know from now until the end of the season yeah. and just figure out what that, that identity is. And then whoever the new GM and head coach that come in, uh, you know, to the, uh, to the organization have a little bit more of a br- blueprint and they know yeah. who they're going to be going after, as opposed to trying to change everything the way that we yeah. did this year and falling on our face and yeah. ended up being the laughing stock, to be quite frank. Yeah. Well said. I agree. All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening on your favorite podcast platform, as always. And uh, thanks for watching on YouTube as well. We will be back uh, next Sunday night. Panthers play the Green Bay Packers next week in Charlotte. Hopefully the weather is better and hopefully people actually go to the game. That would be fantastic. I, I do not want a Packers yeah. takeover at BOA. Um, well, I'm hoping that Santa uh, on Christmas Eve brings us another win. Um, yeah. Because, on, uh, yeah, I don't know what we're, you. I don't know what our schedule is going to be in terms of an episode since uh, Sunday is Christmas Eve. I but uh, we that. will. We'll, yeah, but we'll we'll have it out at some point next week. We will uh, have another episode at some point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are hoping that uh, Santa brings us a win. Yeah, and uh, we have uh, something else to celebrate. um, You know, next week it would it would be nice to string string two victories in a row for sure. Yeah, it would, it would. All right, well, we'll uh, see you guys. Talk to you guys next time. Have a great week. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Keep purring and yep, keep purring and keep pounding. See you guys. (laughs) 